Good morning, good morning. So happy to see you all on Thursday Connect. Wonderful. I'm getting my uh, chat here, letting the signal come up. Awesome. Let's see here. Great. Good to see all of you today. Thank you for joining on. Uh, Pastor Jen, and uh, yesterday my chat popped up right in the left here. There you are. Hi, Anicia. Yay, I got it. I can see it now. Hi, Boriana. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Helen. Uh, this is Thursday Connecting Pastor Jen here at the Bella Vida office. Uh, I just have to show you these people right here. These are my little grandbabies. <laughs> and I'm just praying over all of them. These uh, ones on this side are in California. The ones on this side are in uh, Midwest. And this little one is also in the Midwest. So, and then there's another one that's not even on there. But I wanted you to see my family. That's what I love. If we were walking around the room today, hi. Um, hi, Barb. Glad to see you. So I want you to type in the chat. Who is someone in your family that you are praying for today? Type that in the chat so I can be praying with you. And today I am praying for my mother-in-law, Joan, my stepmother, Regina. Who are you praying for in your family today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our last Thursday Connect of April. And then we are going to launch into our new book, Trustworthy by Lisa Turkhurst. Hi, nice to see you. Glad to have you. Helen, we're praying for your brother, family. Amen. Michael, praise the Lord. Um, so today I'm going to be sharing some thoughts with you from a really wonderful book I have called Healing Words. And it's really about using scripture. Um, you know, if you join us on Thursday Connect, amen, we're praying for Boriana's son. Barb is praying for her daughter, Laura. Eunice is praying for her mother, uh, brothers, amen. Indian time, we're glad you're joining us from India. Good afternoon. Well, it's noon here, so that's kind of for me in between morning and pomeriggio afternoon michael we're glad you're joining us so today we're going to be talking about healing word, words this book is by sylvia rogers and it's about using scripture um, to find healing in the lord through the power of his word and um, then we're going to start our new book study called trustworthy by lisa turkhurst we're going to look at, we like to study the Bible, but we love to use a book that helps guide us through some conversations. So last book study was on Be Comforted on the book of Isaiah. And this time we're going to study First and Second Kings. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful um, time. But today I just felt like, you know, we thought we'd be totally over COVID a year and a half later almost, and in many places we're not. And I know in India, Michael, we're praying for you there. We know that many different circumstances are happening. We know in America, Barb, where you are, there's many circumstances happening. But the good news is, I believe, I'm not sure the news 
<laughs> that's online knows how to report the good news. But the good news is that many, many people are recovering and they have much more wisdom about treating COVID. They've got combination medicines. And the good news is God still heals. You might want to type that in the chat. The good news is God still heals. We had a pastor friend of ours, Scott and Bonnie Erickson, who uh, are such wonderful partners of ICF Rome. And they both ended up in the hospital. He was um, uh, in intensive care. I can't remember if he had to go on the ventilator or not, but they were in separate rooms. She was a little bit more mobile than he was. So she was able a couple times to go down to his room and then she got out of the hospital, but he was still recovering. Now they're both out fully recovered. Hallelujah. So I want you to know God still heals. He is Jehovah Rapha our healer, the Bible says. So today, those ones that you're praying for, I'm praying with you and we are believing God that every day uh, an element of healing will be present. Every day an element of healing will be present. So if you've ever dealt with a sickness, if you've ever dealt with something in your body that wasn't good, but you knew that on that day you were able to rest when maybe you hadn't rested, or you were able to drink your cup of hot tea. I got my heart right there. Um, and you thank God. My digestive tract is working. Every day there can be an element of healing present. I watched my dad live, survive, and thrive for 20 years with different bouts of cancer and different types of cancer. But I'm telling you, every day there was an element of God's presence and his healing power at work in my dad. In some periods of time when he was in the bed a lot, he was listening to the Bible on tape or on recording, and his spirit man was being healed and strengthened. On other days, he would feel strong. He was a Texas rancher, and he would go out and manage his horses and manage his barn and ride his tractor, and his physical man was in strength. On other times, he may not feel good during the week, but he would be able to go to church on Sunday, and his spirit man would survive and thrive. And that's what we can do even in the midst of sickness or turmoil or upheaval or chaos, Every day, there can be an element of health and vitality, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, okay? You do not want to miss, if you're joining us online, you do not want to miss Friday night, relationships reunited, unite being the key word, that will be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. You must register to get the Zoom link. We're going to have breakout rooms. We're going to have translation in Italian for the whole event. Then on Saturday at 3 p.m., Friday night at 7 p.m., Saturday at 3 p.m., we've got two sessions. We've got special guests, special speakers, special funny skits. It's going to be fun, but it's also going to be great healing for relationships. You know, COVID has separated us and we've got our mask on and we've got our guard up and we're anxious about things. And it would be immature of us to think that that does not affect this. <laughs> that does affect this. And so then I put on the whole armor of God so that I can withstand all the fiery doubts of the enemy. 
Amen? Amen. So I want us to look at a couple things from our book, Healing Words by Sylvia Rogers. It says that many Christians face the same depression, anxiety, traumas, emotional abuse, addictions, physical ailments as the rest of the world. And, you know, we've heard Pastor Rick use the scripture often. It, it rains on the just and on the unjust. We wish that it didn't rain on us if we're just and righteous. But Jesus said in the world, we will have tribulation in John chapter 16. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so it says that even in this knowledge that we face these things emotionally, mentally, physically, um, many, even in the Christian world, look to the world's remedies and experience the world's results. Frustrated with their pain and suffering, they spend vast amounts of money on their illnesses, and um, these methods don't provide all the relief that they might need. Now, we believe that, that it's important Jesus chose Luke, who was a physician, to be on his team of disciples. I believe you find a good doctor, a general practitioner. Um, we keep our blood pressure oriented, but you know, even the doctor will tell you, you shouldn't be eating that, might need to lose a little bit of weight because you're putting too much stress on your heart. Uh, my dermatologist tells me because I have fair skin, I see freckles, that means you've been out in the sun too much. Um, it's risky and so, um, thank you for posting that online to grow, too, because these are ways that we grow in the knowledge of what the Bible says about what we believe here at ICF Rome. We want you to be a part of that. So um, if we understand that we must gain knowledge, that's my first point. We must gain knowledge. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. See, I will do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Shall you not be aware of it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Don't remember the old things. God's saying, I will do a new thing and it will spring forth. And will you be aware of it? I'll make a way in the wilderness or a stream in the desert. You may be in a dry place. It may feel like a desert to you, but the Lord's promise in Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says, he's going to make a way. And if we gain the knowledge of what scripture says, we can also gain the health and vitality in our lives. The Bible is a wonderful, comprehensive book. If you knew, if people really knew the power that was available to them from the word of God, you would never leave it on your shelf. The fruit of divine health is ripe and bountiful on the healer's tree. Ezekiel 47, 12 says this, By the river, upon its bank, on this side and on that side, shall grow all kinds of trees for food, whose leaf will not fade, nor its fruit fail. They shall bring forth fruit according to their months, because their water issues out of the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Ezekiel 47, 12. So even in scripture, God is reminding us in a very practical way 
that we can eat the fruit of good trees and that will be good for us. And it will be able to use the leaves for medicine. So if you know about like aloe vera or some of the leaves, even on a cactus that you break it open and you rub it on a burn, God has all this information in the Bible. And so today I want you to begin to look at scripture for those healing words. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about other kinds of illness besides physical illness, I've, I've had the Lord speak to me too. Don't bring the past into the present. When you're in the process of being healed from pain and brokenness and God has healed you and set you free, don't bring that past back into the present. I also want you to know the Lord works in seasons. So what was, what is, what will be, but I can't worry about what might be. God has given me now. Now is what I need to give to God. Now is what I need to participate with the Lord. And so what is, somebody type that in, what is, is where I need to focus. Not what if, not what was, but focus on what is and then address that with the Lord. Focus on what is, not what if, and let the Lord help you with that. Now, why do we say that these are healing words from Scripture? Because 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says all Scripture. Type that in the chat so I know you're with me. All Scripture is given by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen? Hi, Julia. Hi, Barb. Hi, Helen. Yes, what is, is where I need to focus. So today, the Lord is saying, I'm giving you my scripture. It's inspired by God. It's profitable for me to learn, but it's also for my correction. God, Jesus came to break the laws of the Old Testament. We know that. But there are still principles that run throughout Scripture. Remember that thread we've talked about from Genesis to Revelation. God creates. He wants to bless and, and touch man and woman. He, he made them together, Adam and Eve. Not supposed to be alone. We're not supposed to be isolated. If that was true, God would have made only Adam. He didn't. So when he made them, he said, now I want you to work together. I want you to live together. I want you to eat from this tree and that tree, but leave that one tree alone. And what got them in trouble? They disobeyed God. So his word brings correction. But then what's beautiful, we see it time and time again in scripture. Even when man fails, we jump all the way to the New Testament. And Peter, who walked with Jesus and saw his miracles, at the time of Jesus' crucifixion and preparation up to that, he tells this young teenage girl three times, no, I, didn't, I don't know Jesus. I'm not one of those disciples. No, he denied him. But here's that thread of redemption that God provided from the beginning that when we come back to him and say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me, teach me, correct me, show me how to think right, show me how to work in my body right. 2 Timothy 3. 16 and 17. So 
Now I want to go to something that talks about when we live in a supernatural state. Today, my goal is not to say, oh, we're sick, you're sick, she's sick, he's sick. Um, you know, we need, I don't know if I should take the vaccine or not. I'm not sure what's happening. And we have all these other diagnoses of cancer and diabetes and heart disease and things that are a trouble. For people. We have family relationship issues. We have financial relationship issues. But I want you to know what the Lord has been speaking to me, that the power of the Holy Spirit, as we talked about last month, ready to receive his power, he will give us the power to be his witness of his character, of his compassion, and of his pathway. Jesus gives us the ability to be a witness of his character, of his compassion, and of his pathway. I know that's not three C's, but that's okay. His crossroads, whatever you want to say it. So this morning, I also want to ask you, when I'm asking you this for some interaction, when you stay in your head, not in your spirit, man, but in your own mind, um, what makes it hard to get joy? When you think only in the natural, when you think only about what you see physically or what you hear physically, you're thinking in the natural, what makes it hard to get joy? Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So does it make any sense? I mean, does it, is it a surprise that the enemy wants to steal our joy? It's kind of like our Popeye strength. If you know the cartoon, he had to have spinach to have strength. We got to have God's joy, the joy of the Lord, not the joy of the world, not the joy of money, not the joy of career, not the joy of health. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So what zaps our strength when we think in the natural? Well, I've got some things for you. Fear, yes, Barb, absolutely. Fear begins to take hold when we think about only what we see and know. In the natural. What else, Eunicia? Yeah, Oriana. What makes it hard to get joy when you're thinking in the natural? Um, sometimes when I'm thinking in the natural, I get frustrated. I get frustrated that it should be this way and it's not this way. And um, yes, Helen, we start to doubt the supernatural ability of God. Awesome. And that's not what we want to do. Amen. Amen. So he, listen to this. When we live in a natural state, we focus on worries and cares and betrayals. When we live in a supernatural state, somebody type in live in a supernatural state. Yes, anxiety. We focus on the great promises of God. When I live in the natural, I have all those things that you've mentioned. And you know why I like mentioning them? Thank you for sharing those things. Eunicia, thank you for typing my word frustrated too. Um, because other people come back and read this. I've got some friends that are going through some difficult things and they tell me. I go back and watch it when, when I'm on the right time zone or when everybody else has gone to bed. And it's touching them to know like, I'm not the only one feeling frustrated. I'm not the only one feeling anxiety. I'm not the only one feeling fear. But when we live in a supernatural state, we focus 
on the promises, the great promises of God. So when I, that means I got to know the word, right? I got to have the word in me to be able to declare healing words. So in case you are just joining, I'm going to give it to you again. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 and Ezekiel 47 and 12. I want you to know that. Um, in, in John 3, 3 John chapter 2, in 3 John chapter 2, um, so there's like John and then there's 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. So in 3 John chapter 2, it says, Behold, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health even as your soul is well. In some versions, it says that you will prosper even as your soul prospers. So if you're sick and distressed and focusing on the natural, 3 John 2, the Lord is saying, I want you to be well as your soul prospers. You can be sick and in pain and someone pray for you and the presence of God come down, the spirit of the sovereign Lord come down and we begin to declare the promises of the Lord into the atmosphere of that room, of that hospital room, of that sick bed. And you can see the countenance of supernatural power and grace and strength come in that room. It's a mighty thing. When we live in a natural state, we declare the stress that has happened or will happen. We focus on what was and what might be. When we live in a natural state, we focus on what was and what might be. Ah, it always was that way. It might be that way again. That is not what happens. When we live in a supernatural state, when we live in a supernatural state, thank you, Mary Carey. Glad to see you this morning. We declare praise, gratitude, and the good plans that God has for us to prosper. He said, I want you to prosper as your soul prospers. So we don't declare the, you know, I, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Stop talking about all the bad and start saying, you know what? God is the healer. He's the redeemer. He's the restorer. He repairs the breach, the scripture says. But you got to know the scripture to know those healing words. I can't stress it enough. If I know the Bible, I will know the healing words. If I know holy scripture, I will be able to declare those healing words over my mind, body, spirit, family, finances, faith. I must know those holy words. When I live in a natural state, I'm prone to vent my feelings. <laughs> or suppress my feelings. When I live in a supernatural state, I release emotions through gentle, truthful conversation and expression. Now I had this prepared early this morning, but I'm telling you the Lord is speaking to me again, even now from this. When I live in a natural state, I vent or suppress my feelings. But when I'm living in that supernatural mindset that I am the child of God, I release emotions through gentle, truthful conversation and expression where God can heal me and restore me. Hi, Nancy. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Tell us where you're watching from today. Thank you for joining Thursday Connect. When I live in a mental overload, when I live in a natural state, I go on mental overload focusing about what I see in the natural. 
When I live in a supernatural state, I remain in mental peace, focus on his truth. During COVID, during lockdown, if you're not careful, I can't wait for this weekend. You are going to love Friday, Saturday, Relationships Reunited, because we're going to talk about how we re-engage with one another and how from Clinton Township, that's awesome, Michigan, my homeland, where all three of my daughters were born in Ann Arbor, um, I want you to know that you can focus on what you see and hear, or you can focus on what God says. Focus on what we see and hear, or focus on what God says. And God says, be healed. God says, be whole. God says, I'll give you peace that passes understanding. I don't understand how it works in one state. It doesn't work in another state. How this person gets to decide this, and this person gets to decide that. How this one is healed of cancer, and that one is healed of cancer in heaven. I don't understand all of that. But this I know because I know scripture. God is sovereign. God is holy. And when I live in that supernatural state, I remain with that mental peace focused on the truth of God. Amen? And so I want you to remember that. When I live in a natural state, I believe it only if I see it or feel it. Mm. If I live in a natural state... I believe it only if I see it or feel it. If we can learn to live in a supernatural state, we see God's promises fulfilled in faith even before they're experienced. Our uh, friend and beautiful worshiper, Cece Winan says in, in some of her new album songs that you don't have to wait till it's done to praise him. You don't need to wait till the answer comes to praise God. That's what it means to live in a supernatural state. So we decree and declare that I don't have to wait till it's done to praise the one who gives me peace. I praise him in advance. That's what living in a supernatural state is. If I live in a supernatural state, I live in an atmosphere of praise. It doesn't mean that I can't express my feelings. We already said that. We can express our emotions in a gentle and truthful conversation, but I can give it to God knowing he promised to give me peace. I can give it to God knowing that his desire for me is that I will be well and that my body will prosper as my soul prospers. And finally, in case you just wondered, this is what I'm doing here. I want you to see it. They're typing it in the chat for you. The difference between living in a natural state and a supernatural state. If I live in a natural state, I will pass that pattern on to the people around me. If I live in a supernatural state, knowing God is in charge, I'll pass that pattern on. What patterns are you passing on? What legacy are you passing on? We've been talking a lot as we get ready for ready for the call. Hi, Jamal. Happy to see you. What patterns are you passing on? Are you passing on natural mindedness? It's all about the facts and the science. Are you passing on a supernatural mindset? It's about God in my life, Jesus as my savior, the Holy Spirit as my power. I'm passing on the patterns to my children who are, I see passing it on to their children, my grandchildren, that the word of God is true. I see my grandchildren studying God's word in Bible competitions. I see my grandchildren learning Christian music 
and playing in church because what we live in is what we pass on. And I'm not just talking about children and grandchildren. You have friends that you're passing on the legacy of faith to. And God is saying to each of us, I'm calling you to understand my word so that you're responsible to give healing words to someone else. Give healing words. The Bible comes to give us instruction, correction, and blessing. It's a good thing to pass this on. Jeremiah 15, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 7 says this. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength and whose heart departs from the Lord. Yes, Eunicia, you're passing it on to your younger siblings. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 7. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength and whose heart departs from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the desert who will not see when good comes, but will inhabit parched places in a salty land that's not inhabited. But here's what seven says. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Blessed is the man or woman. Blessed is the person whose hope is in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. This is biblical to dwell in this supernatural state of mind. What powerful statements from God. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. That's what causes turmoil because we focus on the chaos that's happening in the fleshly world. But the scripture says in Romans 8, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, Romans 8, 5, and 6. To be spiritually minded, supernatural mindset is to have life and peace in every situation. Isn't that amazing? God wants you to have peace. He knows what you have need of. It says, what powerful statements. When we make our primary, our primary reality his reality, we open up our natural lives power and might that we would never otherwise have access to. His power, listen to this, his power trumps, that means supersedes, overcomes, his power trumps any opposing force on the planet. God's power overcomes and gives us victory over any opposing force on the planet. When I know that, I don't really need to argue with the unbeliever because they're operating in the natural mindset. What I do is I walk into that supernatural mindset and I say, Lord, touch that person. They're broken. They need healing. They need strength. They need redemption. They need, they need the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. They don't need the wisdom from Jen. They need the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. They need the power of the Holy Spirit. They need the love and the healing of Father God and Jesus, our Redeemer. I can't wait for you to see what Pastor Rick has for people that are coming to church on Sunday. Something special for you that I believe you're going to take. You're going to put it on your mirror. You're going to remember Sunday's message. We are ready, ready, ready when we trust the Lord in that super 
natural place. Well, here's something else I want to share with you about sensory, eyes and ears. Just so you know, this is coming from the book about our eyes and our ears. You know, God uses the things and the ways that he made us in order to help us know what's important and valuable. So it, she says, as they look at the anatomy of the eye and the anatomy of the ear, so many different things. Our eyes are most fearfully and wonderfully made. They begin to develop, listen to this, your eyes begin to develop two weeks after conception. That's why God said before you were even in your mother's womb, I was beginning to put a vision, a seed of vision and godly destiny into your life. Your eyes would see what God would reveal later. Isn't that amazing? Two weeks after conception. And they remain the same size throughout our life as when we were born. My eyes didn't get bigger when I got older. They, they stayed the same. The eyes have more. Listen to this. The eyes have more than 2 million, 2 million working parts. And 80% of our memories are determined by what we see. 80% of our memories are determined by what we see. The eyes are the second most complex organ after the brain with over 2 million working parts. Our ears are also amazing structures. The smallest bone within the body lies in the ear. Your ears are always working. They give you balance. So you don't tip over. Think about that. What you hear, <laughs> your ears give balance to you. So what are you allowing your eyes to see? What are you allowing your ears to hear? In the Bible, we find many testimonies of people regaining their hearing and their sight. He says, these eyes will be open. And for one, he put mud on the eyes and the man opened his eyes and says, well, I see men like trees walking. In other words, the healing wasn't done yet. And Jesus said, put some more on there. And he put some more on there and then his vision became clear. Why? Because it takes faith to receive healing for ourselves. And God is no respecter of persons. And when we know what he did in the Bible, we know what he can do for us. If he gave vision to someone who saw men as trees walking, are you in the middle of your life right now feeling like, I don't know exactly what God's vision is. I'm trying to figure it out. God is saying to you, what are you looking at? What are you listening to? I want to bring healing and wholeness to your life. But what are you seeing? And what are you hearing? Because it's very important. 80% of our memories come from what we see and our balance comes from our ears, what we hear. Listen to that. These are factors that contribute to our sensory system. So she goes on to talk about the good foods that we eat, the herbs that we eat. You know, did you ever hear that eating carrots is good for your eyes? Um, there's other things, nuts and things like that are good for protein. Drinking water is good to flush things from your system. 
There are essential oils that help us. We know peppermint helps us a lot. Our lifestyle helps us when we need to be healing. Listen, if you're stressed out all the time and you haven't, I'm going to ask you something. When's the last time you sat down at a table, even if it was inside? I mean, now maybe with COVID, you've done this a few times. But really, not you're sitting at the table, watching the computer, talking to someone. When was the last time, hi, Shanta, when was the last time you sat down and had a peaceful meal or a peaceful tea, uninterrupted, some quiet time, so that what you hear is not just the silence, you hear the wind of the Holy Spirit. You see the presence of the Lord. I can tell you that there have been many times when I allowed myself in a lifestyle of supernatural thinking. It might be five minutes, it might be 15 minutes, it might be 30 minutes in my prayer chair, it might be an hour or two. But when I allow myself time to adapt my lifestyle to what God wants me to do, I begin to see clearly what God has for me. I begin to hear because I, I give myself time to stop seeing the media, Stop scrolling social media and scroll scripture. It's not just a tagline, it's true. When you go to the scripture, you will see things that are amazing. And God wants you to know this, that lifestyle matters. So if we think about what we see and hear and how valuable that is to our well-being, we also think about what we ingest and that is valuable to our healing and what God says about how we become well. Amen. Um, I want you to think about this because we've been through stressful times in the past year. Amen. Yes, we love that peaceful meditation of the Holy Spirit. Habakkuk 3.16 says, I heard and my body trembled. My lips quivered at the sound. Rottenness entered my bones and my legs trembled beneath me. Yet I will wait quietly for the day when calamity comes on the ones who are invading us. So in other words, the scripture in Habakkuk is saying, um, I'm waiting on you to understand that I, I'm in turmoil. I've got issues. And I want, I'm looking it up right now so I can also share it with you again. Habakkuk 3. It's titled, look at that. Can you see that? Let's see. Uh, God resting, God racing on the crest of the waves. It says, I'm in the message version right now. God, I've heard about what the ancestors said. I've stopped in my tracks. I'm down on my knees. Do among us what you did for them. Yes, Barb, thank you. Do among us what you did for them. And just as you bring judgment, surely you bring mercy. God's on his way again, retracing that old salvation route. Goes on to say that, uh, and if you're in the message version, you know it kind of runs them all together, but it's somewhere around verse six or seven. I saw everyone worried, in a panic. Old wilderness and adversaries, Cushion and Median were terrified, hoping he wouldn't notice them. Is God angry? Is he raging at the river? What is going on? He's stomping through the earth. And so Habakkuk is talking about all of this. And when I heard it, my stomach did flips. I stammered and stuttered. My bones turned to water. I want you to get excited about reading the Bible. 
read King James, read NIV, but look at the message or look at the Passion Translation. It'll bring something new to your mind. And then he says, somewhere around verse 17 to 19, listen to this. I'm singing joyful praise to God. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God, counting on God's rule to prevail. Remember, we talk about yielding that control. I take heart and I gain strength. I run like a deer and I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Um, hang on a minute. So in the NIV, it says, though the fig tree doesn't bloom, doesn't bud, and there's no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, no food, though there's no sheep or cattle in the pen, yet, somebody type that in, yet, that means even still, no matter what's happening out there in the natural, yet, <laughs> the, the message said, I'm doing cartwheels of joy. This says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He makes my feet like hind's feet, it says. Those deers that can right, walk right up those craggly places in the mountain. Yet, I will trust in the Lord. That's where I find my healing and he enables me to tread in these high mountains these high places you know if you ever watched a documentary on mountain climbing you know we all want to be at the top of the mountain and isn't it beautiful just go watch a documentary on mountain climbing i'm serious you'll take some spiritual analogy out of that if you operate in the supernatural it is not easy to get to the top of the mountain it it's hard it's treacherous it's dangerous. Sometimes you're alone. Sometimes the people that are holding your rope don't do it right. Watch a documentary. We all want the mountaintop, but we don't want to climb the mountain. Hmm. We want to lie in the sweet valley of peace, but we don't know that that means that there's also some valley experiences, some turmoil that we had to walk through to know the peace of God. And so as we know who we are in Christ, we become ready to receive God's healing power for us. There's so much in this book. It's so good on just laying aside all of those things, laying aside Hebrews 12, 1. Here's another one. I didn't send this one to our team that has some of them ahead of time, but Hebrews 12, 1 says, therefore, since we are encompassed with such a great cloud of witnesses, who's around you? Who's your witnesses? Who's your friends? Are they people that are always talking health and victory and vitality? Or are they always talking about how bad the news is, how devastating the sickness is, how awful everything is? I'm talking to myself too. We have to make sure our mouth speaks the supernatural words of victory. It's not fake. It's faith. I've said that today, but I've said it many times. When I speak what God says, that's in the supernatural. I'm speaking it before it happens, according to his word, that I may be healed now or I may be healed later, but he will heal me. And every day I will experience the healing virtue of God, whether it's in my mind or my body or my spirit man, if I trust in him. 
So God is saying, who's your witnesses? Surround yourself with this. Throw off those other weights of sin and things that easily entangle us. You know, sin is not just like going out and murdering and stealing and killing. Sin is anything that disobeys what God says. And let's run with endurance the race that is set before us. I want you to run with endurance the race that is set before you. Cultivate courage and the ability to confront challenges with a healthy mindset. And uh, I've got some scriptures for you here on, sorry, I had it marked and it came out. Who I am in Christ. If you are going to function in that healthy mindset, you have to know who you are in Christ. And you know what? I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. I know that there's going to be others who watch this, and I hope you can share it with someone because I believe today the Lord's given me a word for me, and he's given me a word for you. And that is that we must, as God's sons and daughters, live in this natural world with a supernatural mindset. Live in this natural world with a supernatural mindset. It's not fake, it's faith. Let that sink in. I acknowledge cancer. I don't like cancer. I wish there was some other vehicle that would get my loved ones to heaven. I have had loved ones who got to heaven the cancer way. I don't like it. But I know that scripture says it rains on the just and on the unjust. And I know that he said, in this world, we'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Who are the witnesses in your life? Speak life to them. Speak peace to them. Speak hope to them. Because you know what? If you need peace, when you speak it, it comes back to you. If you need hope and you speak it, it comes back to you. If you need love and you speak it, it comes back to you. Thank you, Shanta. Live in that natural world, but operate with a supernatural mindset. Shanta is one of our online members, and I want you to know that Shanta also, if you are a Facebook friend, she's going to be helping us with praying with those who are online and um, some of these areas of online ministry, so you can message her. And I've talked with them. They've completed our Connect to Grow, maybe all of them. I'm not sure, Shanta, what Connect classes you've finished yet. Um, but click on her name. Find a new prayer partner online. Someone, in case your cloud of witnesses is shrinking, let your cloud of witnesses expand. Okay, Shanta, thank you for being there today. Um, but I want you to, I'm going to declare some things. I don't know how fast they're going to be able to put it up. we got about seven or eight minutes. I'm going to finish in just a couple minutes. Um, who am I in Christ Thank you, Eunicia, for that verse, John 16. It's one of my favorites. We're going to have some tribulation, but I'm going to operate in the supernatural. I may have to vent a little, but in my, in my supernatural way of thinking, I can do it in trusting the Lord, in um, thank you, Shanta, in doing those things that the Lord wants me to do. And then I'm going to finish in prayer. And when I don't know what to say, I pray. When I don't know what to say, I pray. Please type that in. When I don't know what to say, I pray. 
And that's why the power of the Holy Spirit is so amazing. Because if I don't know what to say, how am I going to know what to pray? But when I pray in the heavenly language, the Holy Spirit takes over. And the Bible says, I have access to the kingdom power when the heavenly tongues descend into my life. When I don't know what to say, I pray. And I pray in the Spirit because then I'm completely, completely yielded to the Lord. So here's some things I'm going to decree and declare over you today. I am, you are, planned. You did not arrive on this planet because you were unplanned, no matter what anybody says. Ephesians 1, 4. I am planned. Thank you for typing those in the chat. My friends are going to appreciate it later. I am completely forgiven. 1 John 2, 12. Just so you can see who I am in Christ. These are the things I'm showing you. You can take, I'll leave it there for a minute. You can even take a screenshot. There's a whole bunch of them. That's why when we do the book study, actually we're gonna do Zoom so we can actually talk to each other and we'll be online for those who watch at different times. But starting next Thursday, you're gonna need to register for the Thursday Connect. So Helen, I know um, we'll help to make sure that that registration is up and ready for you to get that link for Thursday Zoom. We get to see each other. It's okay, Barb, if you just woke up and you're joining us on Thursday, don't worry. Uh, we, want, we want to be with you. But I want you to know that next week we're going to start something new. So it's not just me talking. It'll be us on Zoom, but it also goes on to Facebook, which will be really cool. Okay. I am a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I am a new creation. You're new. I feel old, believe me, I feel old. But if I decree and declare in the supernatural what these healing words have to say to me from scripture, I declare that I'm new. I don't do things the old way. And the old way might've been yesterday. The old way might've been yesterday, but today, I am a new creation. I am a child of the King, John 1, 12. I am a child of the King. I am anointed, 1 John 2, 27. I am anointed. That's for you. These scriptures are not to Jennifer Pasquale only or to Rick Pasquale only or even to Barb Giorgenti only. They're to all of us. I am. I am these things in God. I am a child of light and truth, 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. Psalm, one of our favorites, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If my eyes are so important, in case, uh, let me find that page really fast, because for some of you that just jumped on, you're going to want to know that one about your eyes. 80% of your memories come by what you see. 80% of your memories come by what you see. Your ears give you balance. So what you see and what you hear is very, very important. Two million working parts in our eyes. You think it's not important what you're scrolling and looking at? You think it's not affecting you? I mean, ask yourself, in, in the hours of a day, in the hours of an evening, how many words are you hearing that are not uplifting God's plans and purposes in your life? You got to give yourself time to hear the word of the Lord. And you may do it through scripture, 
through reading, but you're going to hear the word of the Lord. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139. He made my eyes with two million parts. He made my ears. My ears give me balance in what I do. Isn't that amazing? I am a masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10, the New Living Translation. I am a masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10. Deuteronomy 28.3-4 says, I am blessed with my family. I am blessed with my family. 1 John 4, 4 says, I am more powerful than the devil. I am more powerful than the devil. And so what is my mission as I think about all these things? Here's the next part. I know some of you are probably going to want this. I guess I could screenshot it and post it to you. But these are powerful verses. My mission is to believe God, to resemble Christ, to walk in, in truth, to bear fruit, and to walk in joy. That's just a few of them. My mission is to believe God, resemble Christ and his character. I don't want to resemble my character. I want my character to resemble Christ. I don't want to resemble me. I want my character to resemble Christ. To walk in truth, to trust God wholeheartedly, to walk by faith, to bear good fruit, John 15, 16, bear good fruit, Bear good fruit in your life. Walk in joy, Nehemiah 8, 10. So today, I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to know that whatever you're facing, and I believe this with all of my heart. I've done a lot of psychology, a lot of counseling, um, a lot of applications of God's scriptures and the, and the putting it together with if in our body, our eyes and our ears are so important and scientifically so amazing, then isn't it also spiritually important to have that supernatural mindset? What do I see by faith, not by fear? What do I see by faith, not by fear? And so no matter what's happening, now more than ever, I believe God is calling his children to let your mouth, your heart, your mind come together and walk in faith. Let faith guide you. Let faith support you. Let faith sustain you. And when you feel like throwing your hands up and saying, I'm weak and weary, remember he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome all the things that are trying to discourage you. Be of good cheer. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He's already made us. Two weeks after conception, he gave me these eyes. Two weeks after conception. He knew what he wanted these eyes to see. And he's with me and he is with you. So today I thank you, Lord, for my friends. I pray that the spirit of the sovereign Lord would rest upon them, that they would see through the spiritual eyes and the supernatural mindset what God is doing. I pray that they would hear the word of the Lord saying, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want you to walk in joy and faith and integrity. And I have good plans for you, says the Lord. And so I want you to rest in that. Don't stress, rest. Don't stress, rest that God is in control. And you're going to really appreciate the ability to join with us Friday night for the Relationships Reunited, Saturday afternoon for session two. And you don't have to be at both. It's completely free, but it's so valuable. So Friday night at seven, Rome time, 
and, and Saturday at 3 p.m. Rome time online. So no matter where you are, we can be together. We want to see your face on Friday and Saturday. But next week for Thursday Zoom, if you don't want to show your face, but you're on there and you got your little picture, I'm okay with that. But I am going to ask you to share your voice with us because we're going to be online and it's going to be amazing. So thank you all for joining. Hi, Miracle. We're happy that you're here. Don't stress. Rest because God is in control. Love you. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And if nothing else, don't miss Sunday. Pastor Rick has a word for us.